We are excited. Today is Global Mission Sunday, and we are going to be doing some things that are a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have a great prayer time with our uh, mission teams uh, coming up on stage at the end of service. Wow, I'm out of breath. <laughs> that shows how out of shape I am. But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and, and start in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for this awesome morning we get to come here together as a church, as a family, to worship you and to celebrate together who you are and what you've done for us, how you came for us. And Lord, we just say we love you and we ask that you would open up the scriptures to us, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us, Lord, that we would be able to see, wow, how much you love us. And how you want us to love you and love others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. We are um, here on our uh, Mission Sunday. For the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about missions. And the name of our series for the next two weeks is called Go Glocal. And you might have seen the missions board when you came in, read it, and you said, oh, they misspelled global. It's glocal. Some people... They, they don't know, it's just like a, it twists, you know, the word and your brain cannot read it correctly. Glocal, I don't get it. And that's the point. We want it to be a little bit hard. So we're thinking about it. Going, oh, okay, what does it mean? It's a combination of two words. Like I said before, global and local. And God has called us to be missionaries, both globally and locally. He's called us to take the good news of Jesus out to the ends of the earth but also right across the street. So uh, it's going to be a fun next couple of weeks. Get ready. We're going to do some cool things. Next week we're going to be talking about the local part. Today is the global part. So uh, I wanted to share with you, starting off, how when I first became a Christian, I was about 22 years old, and I really started following the Lord and would consider myself a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. And about 22 years old, I started going to a, a small group like some of you are in, Bible study kind of a thing. And when I got there, uh, one of the people in the group was a pastor. And he said, hey, Max, would you consider going with us to the country of Kyrgyzstan on a mission trip? And I said, Kyrgyzstan? Where is that? What is that all about? A mission trip? I don't even know what you're talking about. And so he said, Kyrgyzstan is in Central Asia. It's uh, an awesome country. We have adopted a people group there, and we send missionaries there, and it's a lot of fun. I've been there before, Max. We're going back in about six months. Come with us. And so I said, well, let me pray about it. And uh, I started to learn, find out what they did there. Uh, they were teaching English at an elementary school, and uh, they were learning all kinds of different things. They had to learn a little bit of Russian because they spoke Russian. And so uh, they did some training beforehand as far as learning a few Russian words like Zrasvutye. And that means hello. And so if you want to be cool, you just say Zrasti. And uh, all kind of cool little things like that. And um, we, we were just having a fun time training. So I, you know, I said, Okay, I prayed about it, and I really believe the Lord wants me to go, Pastor. And so off I was off and running, doing the training, like I said, and then we were there six months later. This is in the year 2000. 
in the year 2000, then uh, went back again uh, right before 9-11 in 2001. Then it went back again in 2003. And it was so much fun as we taught English, but we also learned all kinds of different sports things, took up, did a sports camp. We did arts and crafts, we did drama, anything we could think of to engage these people. So we would teach, do all kinds of fun things at the elementary school in the morning, and then in the afternoon we would make friends, basically go around the village, and this is a huge village by the way, we would go around and just meet people, the parents, and they would invite us into their homes. Sometimes we would have two or three lunches and dinners kind of a thing in one day, and you're just stuffed and you got to eat all kinds of things that you would never have eaten before. There was a, uh, one of, it was the first time I went, first day. It was about 107 degrees. And it was just burning out there. And I'm walking around the street sweating through my shirt, kind of like how I am right now. No, <laughs> I'm still out of breath. But sweating and... There's a cooler, igloo cooler, and I say to the translators, hey, wait, let's go, I'll buy you guys a drink. Let's go ahead and get a drink. So we go over there, and it says, Maxime. Oh, it's my name, Maxime. All right, got it. I'm going to have Maxime Shoro. And so I say, I'll have some of that Maxime Shoro. Three cups, please. And so she pours it out of the cooler, and as it's coming out of the cooler, it's like chunk, 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 light pink, chunky stuff. It actually looks like <laughs> Vomit. And I'm thinking, oh no, I can't drink that. But it's her cup, and I have to return her cup to her. It's a plastic cup. <laughs> so I have to, she pours it out, and the, the translators are so happy. They love this stuff. And here I am, I'm thinking, oh God, I need you right now, God. Like, please help me to drink it. So I decided, I'm just going to drink it at one time. So I just got it, and I started downing it. And I drank the thing, the, the stuff was coming out of my, through the cup. And I was crying when I was drinking it. <laughs> and it tasted like vomit, too. It's fermented mare's milk, for your case where you're wondering what it was. And so, yeah, that's the kind of fun stuff you do on missions. All right, let's pray, and we're done for the day. But seriously, we were just having a lot of fun and uh, going into homes, meeting new friends, having Bible studies at the nighttime. And these Bible studies were getting packed. People were coming to the Lord, especially teens and young adults. And I'm so happy to say, even today, some of these teens and young adults, they're, they're old now, they're older. And uh, they're following the Lord, they're married. Some have moved to the U.S. Most of them are back there. Um, they've gone on to get a higher education, but most importantly, they're following Jesus. Isn't that awesome to see that? In fact, they have long, we have long-term missionaries there now, and uh, they've done a great job. They're doing um, like farming specialists, so they help with seeding and everything, um, all kind of new technologies for the farmers there. They make friends. People come to know the Lord. Uh, we in, we, uh, uh, the whole reason why we were there is they adopted a people group called the Dungan, who are Chinese Muslims. They actually were kicked out of Western China for their religious beliefs. And so we adopted this people group, pray for them, get to know what they're like, why they are the way they are, and how to witness to them the love of Jesus Christ. And so they're continuing that mission, and they're seeing people come to know the Lord. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? In fact, they moved over there when their kids were three and five. 
Their oldest is graduating from high school this year, and he just got into Stanford University. Isn't that cool? So God is just really blessing that whole mission to the people, the Dungan people in Kyrgyzstan. And I just tell you all of that, share the story of how I was uh, first going on a mission trip, to say from the very beginning of my walk with Jesus, it's been ingrained into me and my spiritual DNA that we have to go and make disciples of all nations. It's not a question of if you're going to go, it's just where are you going to go? We are all called to go and make disciples of all nations. If you have a Bible, please open it to Matthew 28. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And this is commonly known as the Great Commission. And you, you've heard us talk about it before. And this is really the scripture giving us the basis why we do missions. Okay? Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. That's good news, isn't it? So there's a lot packed into the Great Commission, into those verses. But the bottom line is, God wants us to know today that He calls us to go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples of all nations. How many nations are there? Does anybody know? Anybody want to take a guess? How many countries are out there in the world? Throw out a number. 177. Good guess. Good. 400. Good. Anything else? Uncle Bill, you were going to say something. It's like Alpha. What were you going to say? No? Nothing? 2,000. Good guess. But not close. Okay. The first one was close. Good, I like that you guessed though. 196 countries in the world, okay? There are 196 nations. That's a lot of nations, right? And in all the nations, countries of the world, there are a total of 7.29, 7.3 billion people on earth today, they would say, right? That's a lot of people. It's amazing how many people that is, right? But here's the crazy thing. Out of the 7.3 billion people, 3.06 billion of them live in countries that are considered unreached countries that's a lot of people that's just over 40 percent of the people living on earth live in countries that would be considered unreached countries a lot of them live within the 1040 win window in the country the majority of earth's populations like india china those kinds of asian countries well the word nations in matthew chapter 28 verse 19 is translated in the original greek Original language the Bible was written, New Testament was written in, as ethnos. Ethnos means people or people groups. So you could say as a translation, go and make disciples of all peoples. Go and make disciples of all people groups. Well, Ralph Winter in the Perspectives course, this is a course on world missions. It's great. Some of you might have heard of it. They run it every once in a while in Hawaii. If they do, please consider signing up. 
they, he defines people groups as this. People group is a large group of people based on various cultural, physical, or geographical ties. Right? An unreached people group is defined as a people group within which there is no indigenous community of believing Christians able to evangelize this people group. That's an unreached people group. There are 16,464 people groups in the world today. 16,464 people groups. But guess how many of these people groups have never heard about Jesus? Over 40% of them. Entire people groups have never even heard about Jesus. Okay? There are 6,659 unreached groups. Unreached groups. So that's over 40% that are unreached. So 6,659 people groups have yet to hear about Jesus. Can we see the great need for us to go and make disciples of all nations? Go and make disciples of all nations. That's what God has called us to do. And as a church, Kakaku Christian Fellowship, we want to obey the Great Commission. Jesus said it. He's going to be with us when we go. And so we here at this church are sending out people to the nations. In fact, today you're going to meet some of them, pray for some of them. We have teams going to Japan. They're leaving soon. We're going to be praying for them in a few weeks. Uh, we have a team going to Alaska, leaving this summer in July. We have a team going to Thailand, and they're leaving in the fall. And we also have a Cambodia and Vietnam team that's leaving over the summer as well. So four teams that are going out to the ends of the earth, all different, actually, it's a lot of different Pacific region. That's right now where God is sending our teams, right? To the Pacific. It's pretty interesting. But it isn't just around the world, around the globe. The need is just as great right here in our own backyard, right in Honolulu, Hawaii. Sometimes this mission field, and a lot of missionaries have gone out globally, can attest to the fact locally it's sometimes harder. Isn't that right? Sometimes being here, it's harder to be a witness and make disciples. People here have a lot more stuff in their lives. Maybe they're a lot busier. And so there's not a great of a need for Jesus. A lot of these other countries that we go to, people are maybe struggling. They don't have anything. And when they hear the good news of Jesus, it's like, where were you all this time? Why did I just hear about Jesus now? But here, we have so many other things competing for our time and attention, and they don't need Jesus as much, maybe. Or do they? Because there will come a time in everybody's life that they do have a need. A need for God. And that's when a lot of times when they'll turn to us, as their friends, as their family, as their neighbors. Ring, ring. Hey, Max. Can I meet with you? Can we talk? Or they might share something with you at work. And that's when we can be a great witness of Jesus Christ. Every one of us can help fulfill the Great Commission and are called to go and make disciples of all nations, including our very own. But we can't do it in our own strength, right? So many times, even this message is it's a little bit difficult. Everyone's thinking, I'm not a missionary. 
Like, if you, don't, if you knew me, Max, you know that I'm not going to go. So I'm just going to turn my off right now. I'm just going to, okay, we'll wait to see what happens next week. But that's not me. I'm not that kind of a person. I'm not that kind of a Christian. But God has called us all to be missionaries. And we can do it with his help. If you can turn your Bible to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 shows us how we can do it. Before Jesus left, he gave his disciples an amazing gift. Isn't that cool? Jesus gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives gives us the power to go and make disciples of all nations. So we know that we can't do it in our own strength. And the faster you can be somebody to say, yes, God, I admit it, I cannot do it, the closer you are to being filled with his power to actually do it. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you will receive power, Jesus was telling his disciples before he left earth, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. Is that awesome? You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. These are Jesus' words. Yeah? So in the power of God, not in our own power, but in God's power, we are made global Christians. Look at your neighbor now. Tell him you are a global Christian. Now explain to them what glocal means, because they might not get it. Just explain. You got it. Explain to your neighbor. What does glocal mean? You tell them. Okay, good, good, good. I can see you. We're getting it. We're getting it. Okay? We're glocal Christians. He's called us to be witnesses where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what? My brother, he just came back from Jerusalem. We all got to go to Jerusalem, I guess. Then we got to go to Judea. Then we got to go to Samaria. No, that's not what it means. Jesus is talking about these points where you're starting out, Jerusalem, where is your Jerusalem? Jerusalem is your, the people closest to you. Jesus is saying, I want you to be witnesses to the people closest to us. Who are your, the people closest to you? Your family, right? Your home. Jesus wants you to be a missionary. He wants you to be a witness about who he is to the people in your home. Then, can go out to Judea. Where's Judea? It's the disciples' next surrounding area, geographical area, right? You're, you're Judea. Where is it? It's your workplace. It's your co-workers. It's your neighborhood. It's your neighbors. All of the friends that you have. Your extended family. And I believe that God is going to use you to the end of this year to have the, in the power of Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to be somebody who's going to witness to somebody in Judea, to somebody in your extended family. Okay, we are, all have friends. And God has made you friends with this person. We all have neighbors. God is going to use you to be a witness to them. Amen? And you're going to see them. You're going to see them. Wow, this person cares enough about me that he would be a witness to me. She would be a witness to me. Now, what's next? Samaria. Samaria is a little bit further out. Samaria is a little bit further. What is Samaria? Samaria could be your nation. The United States of America. 
There's a lot of people in our own nation that need to hear the good news of Jesus, right? But why don't we tell them? A lot of times because we don't like them. A lot of times because we don't agree with them. That's what the Samaritans were when Jesus was talking to his disciples. They didn't like Samaritans. Don't talk to us about Samaritans. Jesus is saying, go. Go to Samaria. And for us, we're going to be, no matter what, if we don't like them, we don't agree with them on this or that, God wants you to love them. God wants you to take time to pray for them and show them who Jesus is. You know, yesterday we had our Alpha Day Away. And our Alpha Day Away, we, it was so much fun. We had about 18, 19 people there, and it was like just learning about who the Holy Spirit is. And then we had a time of ministry where we were filled with the Holy Spirit. We just take time to say, come Holy Spirit, and let God do whatever He wants to do. Come and fill us up. And it was an amazing day. And God wants to, us to know that this amazing mission that he's called us to can be done in the name of Jesus when we're working, when we're going in his power, not our own. So today, at the end, we're going to have a time of filling. We're going to ask God to come and fill us with the Holy Spirit so that he can help us to go across the street with the gospel. Because some of us, we don't have the heart yet. We don't have the heart. We don't want to. He's going to cause us to go out, you know, to our friends, to our co-workers, to people we don't even know, people we don't even like. He's going to give us a heart. And then He's going to send us all the way across the end to the ends of the earth. Amen? That's the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. We're going to be local Christians, discipling all nations. Apostle Paul, he was a great missionary to the Gentiles. He was a Jew. He did not... This was breaking new ground, taking Jesus to the Gentiles. This is what he said in Romans chapter 10. Paul was a missionary himself. Verse 12. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Did it say some of us? Some of us who live in a Christian country, a Western country. Some of us who aren't atheists. No, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is a call for all. Verse 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one who they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And preaching can be a number of different ways. Loving on them, showing them drama skits, arts and crafts, teaching English, having the opportunity to befriend them, to tell them about Jesus. Verse 15, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? We do a lot of sending from this church. Jesus commissions us. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. To the good news of Jesus to people who haven't heard it. And my prayer today is that you would hear this message and you say, you know what, Lord? I want to be part of that team that brings the good news of Jesus to people. I don't know how I'm going to start off. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I want to be somebody who's going to be on this great commission with you. I want to be somebody who the Lord sends. Lord, send me. 
So how can you be a part of the team? Number one, you can pray. And we're going to be praying for our teams today. Everybody can pray. Pray for your, the teams that are going from this church, but also pray for the people that they're going to be going to. That's more important than praying for our teams. Praying for our teams is great, but it's better, yes, I'm going to say it, it's better if you had to choose one, don't pray for us. Don't pray for our own teams. Pray for the people they're going to that they would receive Jesus because we're not going for ourselves. Why are we going? We're going for them so they can know Jesus. Pray for the people of Alaska. Pray for the people of Thailand, for the people of Japan. You can do that in our small groups today. Number two, you can give. Thank you so much. This church is so generous. Every time the mission teams are always like blown away. Wow, it's amazing how much the church has just been generous. We're having the cookie pickup today, and we do all kind of bake sales and all kind of things. Thank you for supporting them. Continue to support them. That's being a part of the team. And then finally, go. You can go. God wants you to go local, and we have opportunities to serve right here at Next Step Shelter. We have opportunities to serve at McKinley High School. We'll be talking a lot about that next week. And then go global. Go global. See, I can't even say it. Go global. Join a mission team. You might not be going this time, but already get it in your mind. Say, Lord, I'm going to pray about which team I'd like to go on next. Amen?